Well, Davos 2023 is all about at one level climate and sustainability. They're talking a great deal about a fragmented world, um, but I think one of the key themes where there's universal consensus of where people around the world need to come together is on the issue of climate, on the issue of environment. Uh, who better to talk to us about where India stands as far as power generation is concerned, our commitment to climate, our commitment to sustained uh, economic growth from an environmental standpoint uh, as well. R.K. Singh, the Power Minister of India, thanks very much for being with us. You know, I've been here for several years. I think the buzz around India this time, before we get to, to power and climate, it's quite something. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Actually, that's, uh, you know, the India. It's a, the India story. A, a large economy which is growing at 6.87%. Mm. So the, uh, and uh, by and large, the world has seen mm. India emerging. Mm. Uh, India has emerged as the place to invest. Mm. Uh, in my sector, mm. in renewable energy, mm. power renewable energy, mm. in uh, the digital sector, mm. India is the place to invest. Mm. And they all recognize that. India is emerging, has emerged, I would say. Now, our target for renewable energy, 500 gigawatts by 2030. Where are we towards achieving that? Uh, you know, we already have uh, established about 177 gigawatts of non-fossil. And non-fossil, that means 7,000 uh, 7, is nuclear. Uh, the rest is renewable. Yes. And I have another 75 gigawatts under construction. Yeah. So that makes it about 250-odd. Uh, so we are well, we are towards we, the uh, target we will meet. Yes, I have. Oh, I'll cross that. Uh, then I have another about 30 gigawatts under bid. Under bid. And there's one thing which, you know, people don't focus on. Uh, we have launched the hydrogen mission. Yeah. The green hydrogen mission. Now, the, under the green hydrogen mission, my industries already have, uh, you know, it's mostly private sector. In mm -hmm. fact, almost all private sector. Uh, already have concrete plans for setting up uh, manufacturing facilities for 6 million tons of green yeah. hydrogen yeah. and 32 million tons yeah. of green ammonia. Yeah. Now, every million ton of green hydrogen requires yeah. 25,000 megawatts. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you are talking 6, uh, six million tons of green hydrogen, for which the plants are, uh, you know, a foot, uh, that comes to 150 gigawatts sure. already. I'll cross 500. There's no thing. But, uh, you know, one thing I have noticed, and, and this needs to be said, this needs to be said because I have observed it. As far as the energy field is concerned, the whole world, especially the developed world, is in a turmoil. The prices have gone up. The electricity costs have gone up three times, four times in the Europe, yeah. in the UK, etc. Yeah. India yeah. is an ocean of peace, calm. Right. You know, my availability is uh, universal. Sure. Electricity is available. The prices are constant. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, despite the fact that our demand is growing at 10.5%. So that really brings me to my next question. We are, uh, we have a huge demand every year, which is going up year on year. A large bulk of this is being met with coal. Uh, that's obviously not clean. But the point that you've made, and I think it's interesting and important, is that, you, that, that consumers in the country or our economy will not suffer uh, at all. That you will continue with um, non-green energy until such time as a viable solution. I'm very clear in my mind. There's no question of compromising on the availability of energy for our growth, for a higher standard of living environment. This I tell everybody bluntly. Mm. And I can say this, mm. but but I can say this because I have emerged as a leader mm. in energy transition. I have emerged as a leader in renewable energy. The rate of growth of renewable energy in my country is the highest in the world. 
the quantum of renewable energy capacity which I have added is unparalleled. Yes. We have emerged as the uh, best and biggest destination for investment in renewables. Mm -hmm. Every major fund mm -hmm. in the world is invested in my renewable energy mm -hmm. sector. And, uh, you know, what we pledge, we are the only country, we, what we pledge in our mm -hmm. NDCs mm -hmm. in uh, COP21, we achieved nine years in advance. We had said by 2030, 40% of our capacity will be non-fossil. Today, 42% of my capacity is already non-fossil. Sure. Is already non-fossil. And uh, if you add uh, the capacity under construction, another about uh, 75 gigawatts, now that already takes my capacity constructed and under construction to beyond 50%. But tell me this, sir. Realistically speaking, given our projected uh, annual demand rise right, in, in power requirements, how many years before we bring down our coal requirement from what is it now, about 80% to substantially lower no, uh, in line no. with our commitment? Today my, uh, today my what is an estimate? I yeah, mean, yeah. I, which I, I year you, are we looking I, at? I'll just show you the figures. So if you are talking about in capacity terms, uh, today, my uh, fossil capacity, which means coal uh, and gas, etc., that's fossil. Yes. Yeah. Now, my fossil capacity is already down to 58% yes. because 42% is non-fossil. By 2030, my fossil capacity will come down according to my NDC target, will come down to 50% from 58. Actually, it will come down to below that. It will come down to what, 45%. This is in terms of capacity. In terms of energy, yeah. uh, today uh, almost about uh, 25 to 30 percent of my energy is coming from non-fossil yes. sources already. And by uh, 2030, I will have at least, you know, near, near about 45, 50 percent coming from non-fossil sources. This is uh, the fastest rate of transition of, uh, you know, in the whole world, in the whole world, all mm, the economies so combined. You know, one of the surveys, international surveys, placed us amongst the top five countries mm. in energy transition, of which we are the largest economy, sure. only large economy. Others are small economies. So in large economies, we are way ahead, uh, top five, and uh, nobody else is in top five large economy. But let me ask you this, sir. Um, you know, we, when we talk about future technology, yeah. green technology, green hydrogen, this, that, and the other, who's going to pay for it? I mean... You know, the great thing, Vishnu, is that I haven't had to pay a single penny. No, but then, you know, the, the world... The, 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 the investments world, are coming. Which the developed world, yes. which makes a lot of statements about what we should be doing and others should be doing, may have a certain scientific basis, right? But when you ask them about paying for Money. that transfer of technology, they're there is no answer. It. And it's the same thing for the last five years. Vishnu, they are not paying for it. Exactly. They, you know, they are, coming, they are coming here. They are investing in my sector. As I said, yeah. Bloomberg uh, categorizes me as the most attractive sector for investment. They are coming here because I am an attractive sector for investment. I give returns. Number one, my sector is totally yeah. transparent. Oh. You know, digital bids, etc. Uh, dispute resolution mechanisms, payment security mechanisms. And so that's why... So we are not available. buying that technology. No, 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 they no, are no, coming no. here are, to set are, up shop. investing because they get a return. So there will be a return and, on, and, say, and green India. hydrogen in India in the future. Yeah. Huge, huge. There's, a, there's already a return on all investments in renewables. That's why people, the, that's why the world is coming. So this argument is redundant. And, 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 as far as green hydrogen is concerned, again, I already, you see, we launched a... Uh, you know, mission mm -hmm. about 15 days back, but we had actually taken preparatory steps earlier. Already, I have concrete plans or by industries that mm -hmm. not my government industries, but 
you know, the companies, private sector companies already have concrete plans for manufacturing 6 million tons of green hydrogen, 32 million tons of green ammonia. By uh, companies, Indian companies have gone and tied up orders from Japan and Germany already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will make green, we can make green hydrogen and green ammonia at a price lower than any other country. My only worry is that some developed countries have started putting up protectionist barriers. One country, I mean, the United States has yeah. come out with an, something called Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Actually, that name is misleading. It's not Inflation Reduction. It's a huge subsidy for green hydrogen. Sure. You know, the green hydrogen costs $3 a right. to make, according yes. to uh, our cost will be about less. Mm. Our cost will be much less. But they are giving a subsidy of $3 mm. on a cost of $3. What is this? Yeah. And, and even, it's, Europe, it's even Europe says yeah. that this is protectionist, and the yeah. United States yeah. is not. Now, Europe themselves have come out with another protectionist oh. bid, which says that the distance between the place where you are generating oh. renewable energy yeah. and the place where you are electrolyzers, that yeah. means where you will make hydrogen, should not be more than 500 kilometers. Now, tell me why. There is no logic. I asked them. Yeah. They yeah. don't have any logic. They yeah. don't have any answer. Yeah. I said that this is just because you want the green hydrogen to produce in your country. They do, stop talking about free trade. Yeah. Stop talking about free yeah. trade. Yeah. Yeah. Free trade means you should buy whosoever gives you at least cost. Yeah. I'll give it to you at least yeah. cost. So why are you putting up protectionist barriers? So I've taken this up with them. Okay, sir, uh, because I'm running short on time, yeah. two other key questions. Let's talk a little bit about Joshi Mutt yes, and what's absolutely. happening. What is your message to people over there who say that the NTPC ka project se ye hua hai, wo drilling jo chal raha hai, iske karan ye, ye sab akaan toot raha hai? Nahi, ab ye dekhe, unko jankari nahi hai. Ek to ye dekhe, ye human problem hai. To humko, nahi, sabhi ko, iswe sympathy, sarkar ko sympathy. Lekin tat hiya hai, ki Joshi Mat ki samasya, ye shuru se hai. 1975 of renowned geologists, all the experts. And that committee came to the finding after the detailed sort of, uh, you know, sur surveys, etc. That the Joshi Mutt has sprung up unplanned on the remains of a slide, large slide, what you would call a moraine, basically. So that's, it's a slide. Uh, it is not one mass of rock. No. Below that, hmm. it is separate rocks, large it's rocks, uh, yeah, and uh, large rocks, hmm. and then uh, sitting on uh, you know gravel, etc. All these houses have come up without sewage, without drainage. They are hmm. discharging water into hmm. the soil. Hmm. Now that is making these rocks slide again. Hmm. Now this is the finding in '76. Hmm. Thereafter, in 2010, the project started in 2009. Hmm. <laughs> the problem started much predates that. So the problem is not because of this project. Number one. Number two, but the immediate problem, huh, the, 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 even because the, the even the you, you, is not linked. It's not linked the, at so, all. So, so just the NTPC project is fifteen kilometers it away. It is not impact. That has not impacted. Joshua. Not at all. Vishnu, the NTPC project is fifteen kilometers away. There are numerous villages between the NTPC project and Joshimat. Nothing has happened in those villages. Those villages are safe and secure. If it were because of the project, then these villages would have, which are much closer, which are just because the project would have been impacted. They have not been impacted. In 2010, actually, again, the, the, this question rose that whether the tunnel boring will cause vibrations and thereby... Uh, so, 
so uh, they also concluded that the tunnel boring machine the vibration goes only to 50 to 100 meters that's it and in fact uh, the intensity of the vibration is so less that is not going to impact anything in fact uh, the settlement of NTPC is right on top and that's not been impacted okay final question sir you know china is building a lot of uh, dams upstream yes uh, opposite uh, Arunachal right. Pradesh, yes. opposite, uh, and uh, what impact will it have on us? Uh, so it is a concern. Uh, they can. Uh, it is a huge, huge concern uh, in terms of water, in terms of strategic yes. issues. There is huge concern. The government of India ha ha is cognizant of it, has plans. Uh, so the only answer is have a reservoir, a large reservoir downstream in our country, so that we nullify that. Uh, you know, strategic impact which it will have. Uh, otherwise, they can, you know, make our rivers dry. So, but uh, or, or flood us. Uh, or flood us. So, uh, we are planning a reservoir downstream. Uh, so, we are in touch, uh, or natural and us, we are together solving this problem. Uh, we've come to a plan, and that plan will be implemented. So, we are. So, it is a matter of concern for you? Uh, yes, it is. it is a huge concern. Because a dam is huge, which they are constructing. Look, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Thank you My for taking all of the questions. There you have it, uh, the power minister over here speaking to us in Davos, uh, talking about where India stands presently uh, towards our green transition, how the pace is fairly unprecedented, certainly among economies our size, but he's not compromising on the fact that we've got demand right now and our conventional sources of energy will continue to be used until the transition is more complete. That will take a little bit of time. On Joshimat, he's absolutely clear that the project that um, is taking place has not resulted in Joshimat sinking uh, as it is presently.